this is Tara Kerwin. And this is EJ Kerwin. And welcome back to Relationship Renovation Podcast. We're really excited for today's guest speaker, Robin Memel Fox. She's actually one of our trauma experts here at our center, in addition to a dance movement therapist, which is actually really cool. And today our topic is embodied healing, how trauma affects relationships. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is definitely an issue that over the years working with couples that we've seen pretty commonly affecting them, where whether they know this is affecting them or not is is definitely kind of up in the air. But we thought it's a great topic to explore with Robin. So hello. Absolutely. Hello, Robin. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited yeah, to be here. And um, this is a really important topic. So thanks so much. You bet. You bet. Well, do you mind kind of starting off today? Just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your background. Um, yeah. How you ended up where you are. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I've been a counselor, therapist um, for many, many years. I've been in the field about 25 years, got my master's in 1999 from the Naropa Institute, which is now called Naropa University, and somatic psychotherapy, dance movement therapy. And I'm a licensed professional counselor and board certified dance movement therapist, and I'm trained in EMDR, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I've worked with uh, so many different populations in both community mental health and treatment centers and private sector, and now with you guys working with families, adults, couples, um, ranging from you know any kind of eating disorders, um, trauma, addiction. So I really have a wide experience with so many different folks over the years. It's been quite the journey and honor to be a part of people's healing. Yeah. And I'm just really happy also to be here with you guys yeah. in the center, working with couples and individuals. Cool. I know you're such an asset to us. We're so happy to have you here with us. Yeah. What, what got you interested in, you know, trauma specifically? Like what, what, what drew you towards that? Um, I think that it's, it's really just trauma is such a broad spectrum that affects people on so many different levels and really looking at family systems and looking at, you know, how it affects people across a lifespan, mm -hmm. whether that's from an early age or something happens in your life. Um, growing up, I certainly had my own traumas that I blocked out and realized later in life. And just I've always been interested in helping people and supporting people through their healing process. Even as a kid, I feel like I was tuned into kind of the underdog and yeah. um, just, you know, being around different families and friends and just noticing things. And I think that kind of brought me to this field and then just connecting my passions with psychology and dance is, is what brought me to my master's degree. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Well, maybe a, like a good launching point is starting with you know, trauma, just that, that word. I mean, mm -hmm. I think one, it can be really intimidating and, and also not super specific. Um, so maybe can we start there? Like, yeah, what is trauma? Yeah. Yeah. Trauma is a big umbrella of a lot of different things, but basically it's really any experience that can result in some kind of a overwhelming or maladaptive emotional response to someone of real or perceived threat. So something that could happen to someone across the lifespan. And that can be anything from 
you know, a natural disaster to physical, emotional, sexual abuse, to witnessing abuse in the family, to grief and tragic death, to divorce, um, to poverty or instability and neglect in the home, all different kinds of things that affect us. And we really need to be aware of how trauma affects everyone differently across, this, mm-hmm. you know, our lifespan. And um, sometimes people don't even understand that they're suffering because they have anxiety or depression and they don't realize that growing up in a home with a parent who is an addict or uh, has mental illness affects you. I think it's so great that you were able to put it under an umbrella like that because I know in my experience with individuals or couples, and I say for some people, I say the word trauma and they're like, no, I've never, you know, there's no trauma in my life because they think of these like big T traumas. Mm -hmm. And the way you kind of explained it is like, yeah, like some of us don't even know that we've had like even like emotional neglect, consistent trauma throughout childhood, but we don't recognize it as that because we have this idea that trauma is this big, massive thing that just happened. So thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, I, I think sometimes I've worked with a lot of clients who they, they sort of weigh it, you know, they, they put it on a scale and mm-hmm. if it doesn't meet some level of like, oh, it's, right. it's, it's this bad or whatever. Right, right. And then they discount the effect that it might be having on them. Yeah, and just because you experience the trauma does not mean that you're necessarily going to have post-traumatic right. stress disorder. You know, it affects everyone mm-hmm. differently. And what you could have two people experiencing the same exact trauma in a household, and you're going to have different ways of coping and and dealing with that or internalizing it. Yeah. Well, maybe so. So from here, because you know, we try to you know kind of run everything through the filter of what you know, how does this affect us in relationship, right? right? I mean, what have you seen, uh, you know, over the years, Robin, with uh, how if there's one individual or both individuals within the relationship who've experienced some trauma, having some struggles with it, how does it affect relationship? Yeah, so I think um, the main thing is being unaware of why we're triggered sometimes in relationships that, you know, it might be something that reminds you of something in your past that you're not even conscious of because what happens is is the brain is developing and even as adults experiencing trauma, you know, our brain isn't developed till about fully developed about 25, but that we might not even realize how again, like how something's affected us. So our partner might say something that triggers us and it and it might be that that takes someone over the edge. Like, wow, I didn't that seems like a big reaction, mm-hmm. right? And so that's might could be an indicator that, you know, something's off in my nervous system. I'm having a lot of anxiety or, um, you know, and relationship anxiety in and of itself does not necessarily mean that you have trauma. It could be just, you know, those early attachment things that, mm-hmm. you know, some fear and anxiety of insecurities about yourself or, your partner, and so that can that can be tied in. And if you have trauma on top of that, then that that can be a recipe for some really, you know, difficulties in relating, maladaptive coping mechanisms with you know addictions or mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, all kinds of things that people can dissociate, have poor coping skills, um, struggles with intimacy in relationships, uh, feelings of unworthiness codependency Mm -hmm. or avoidance, you know, really just avoiding conflict or being 
conflict seeking because that was how you grew up. And so, you know, that's the drama or the crisis always that you were around. And so you're kind of recreating that unconsciously. Yeah. And I think for, oh, sorry, honey. No, go for it. Um, for a lot of couples, when there is one partner that does have trauma and they're maybe unaware of it when they start coming into couples counseling, that the partner usually feels personally reactive, like they just must not like me. They must not want to be with me. Mm -hmm. They don't even try to like talk to me. And it really has nothing to do about that. It's more this other partner might be compartmentalizing or withdrawing because they don't even know what's going on. So we've just seen amazing things happen when couples can identify it as trauma and we educate them on what it looks like and what it might look like for this couple because it looks different for every couple. And it just really helps that partner who is supporting their other partner with trauma to have more compassion instead of feel like, you know, it's their fault or there must be something wrong with them. Yeah. I think, I think also like we see like both members of the couple not understanding what's going on a lot of times where like the person who's having the, the big reaction or the feelings of lack of safety not understanding why do I feel this way? And then the partner feeling like, what's going on here? I know that like one thing we've run into a lot is with people who like, where there's this like sort of chronic lack of emotional safety in the mm -hmm. relationship and like, the, and and yeah. nobody knows why it's happening. And they know they're arguing, but they think like, God, like it, it, one or both of them is like, it doesn't seem like this matches up mm -hmm. for what we're arguing about and just how unsettled it feels inside. Very fear-based, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I think just exploring the history like we do here with the couple, like about the relationship, especially in long-term relationships, mm -hmm. there's going to be things that you go through as a couple that are going to also affect you in life, if, if you have children or not, or family, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with crises or dealing with chronic stress. And right now, I think with the pandemic, of course, it's like extra stress, right? And so people are feeling on mm -hmm. edge and nervous system and overload. And so that's going to affect your day-to-day -day relating with people. And so, so really kind of getting in there and teasing out. Mm. But I think that, you know, it, it's a lot of people aren't really aware of what's going on inside in their bodies, which we'll talk about in a minute, the embodied yeah. part, but yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a question that, that I've always struggled with and trying to figure out is like, you know, why do people have such, you know, two, the exact same thing can happen to two different people, right? And they can have just such extremely different responses to it, have much mm -hmm. different effects on them in the, in the long term. Like, why is that? Yeah, I think it's just because it depends on their upbringing and the resourcing that they have inside of them, that their sense of self, that maybe they didn't get very strongly growing up if they didn't have a caregiver or person in their life who helped them develop that um, versus someone who might have a stronger sense of that or someone who has had you know adverse childhood experiences that affects their ability to cope very well, that for what another person who might seem very well adapted mm -hmm. could also just really struggle with something. And, and it's just, we carry stuff in our DNA. There's a lot about epigenetics. There's a lot about, you know, just so many factors that go through, you know, the resiliency. Children mm -hmm. are very resilient. And, and as adults, sometimes you know, we lose sight of, of those strengths that we learned in, in childhood um, to get through things. 
Yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge one is how, you know, some of these solutions it, when people are young, like how they deal like tuning out or even like some coping mechanisms that are kind of mm-hmm. like halfway healthy. Then it's when so they get into too. relationship or or just, just become adults, these short-term solutions can become like, you know, really big long-term mm-hmm. problems for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and seeking that safety, safety in the relationship, like you said, like that emotional safety, you have to have that within yourself. And when there's unresolved trauma, that sense of safety in the body is, is not there. And so your partner might be, you know, very present and loving and giving and, and available to you. But if you don't feel safe inside of yourself, mm-hmm. it's really hard to receive that and to maintain that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, we talked a little bit about how it can be affecting what trauma is, you know, I, I know we we're kind of in short form here, but like, what, do, what do couples do? Like, you know, what do they do if they notice that trauma is affecting them? Yeah. I think, um, seeking help obviously is yeah. important and, and just educating yourselves. There's so much information now about trauma and the brain Mm -hmm. and neuroscience and neuroplasticity and how we can really heal from trauma. So there's, you know, books and resources, I think. So really educating, reaching out for support, knowing that, you know, you're not alone, getting individual therapy for the the people in the coupleship, um, couples therapy, obviously. And if that's indicated, sometimes we need to like step back Mm -hmm. and do individual work before we're ready to to do the couples work because it's too activating um, if there's unresolved issues, right, with the person getting that social support, having patience and really self-care. So the partner who's struggling with their partner who's got trauma really taking care of themselves and having self-care is is super crucial and and being honest and having healthy boundaries I'm working on just all of those things because it does affect the non-traumatized partner. If you have two people in a relationship who have yeah, trauma, I was going to ask about that, that. trauma that bond. Right? Trauma bond. Yeah, you might be trauma bonded and so really becoming aware of that and how you trigger each other in that way and and, and doing your own healing um, because yeah, people come together for many many reasons. Yeah, that, can you can you tell us more about that like trauma bond? Yeah, I mean, I think a trauma bond is, you know, sometimes recreating that family system that you had unconsciously, Mm -hmm. um, or you're attracted to, you know, if you're someone who's a people pleaser, you might be in your family, you might be attracted to someone who needs more care. And so you become the caretaker. And so it Mm -hmm. just reinforces that dynamic and you get into this whole rescuing and all kinds of stuff. Um, I mean, that's a Victim big topic. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's another podcast. Another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the key is is recognizing that, like when you're both struggling with self regulation, that's a clue to be, you know, investigating like what's really going on here. Right. And I think just educating individuals and couples that trauma is stored differently in the brain. So it's not like, oh, I just like, there must be something wrong with me, right? It it goes more into like the nervous system, amygdala and flight, fight, freeze response. And like so many people kind of start to feel shame. Like, why can't I just get through this? But it is stored differently in our brain Mm -hmm. and And our bodies. And our bodies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Tara. All right. So 
So we just talked about fight, flight, and freeze, right? And that's something that can happen. I mean, that happens even not necessarily if, if individuals, you know, do have trauma. But, you know, it, I think it is really important for, for couples to know, like, what are the patterns that they can fall into when there are, you know, big trauma, smaller traumas throughout their life that, that they can say like, hey, we need that professional help you were talking about before. What, what are those patterns? Well, I think if you're in constant conflict, that's definitely a good indicator that, you know, okay, this is mm -hmm. beyond what we can resolve ourselves. I think if someone is shut down, I think if someone is falling into some maladaptive behaviors like uh, addiction or mm -hmm. numbing out or avoidance or, of course, infidelity, that's a sign that like something's going on. It's another topic. Mm -hmm. um, things in the relationship um, are just not not feeling good and feeling safe. And often, as I said before, like if you are dealing with a difficult thing in your life, like maybe um, a death of a family member or a sick child or something like that, the way that you work together or cope together may be very problematic because of the right. way that you both deal with it, like we talked about yeah. a little bit ago, you know, and so so that is a key about like, wow, you know, we've really dealt with this differently. We This is affecting us now, even though maybe the stressor is gone. It might be showing up sideways with mm -hmm. other ways, with, you know, anger, resentment, you know, things from the past and the relationship that are starting to come up again. A so, lot of blame. Yeah. Yeah. Going through things in, in different, different ways. You know, we see so many couples who come into counseling as a result of a big life change or some some impactful moment in their lives. They come in either within a few months or even sometimes years. Mm -hmm. But that I think that's a huge thing is, is that sometimes these things are buried and then something big happens, something destabilizes. And it could be as simple as your kid, you know, going to college or something as big as a, as a health crisis. Right. And all of a sudden this thing is unearthed. And right. couples are like, what the heck happened? In this time we needed to like come together, we sort of, you know, pulled apart. Yeah, yeah. For myself and, and my husband personally, we went through some years of infertility and trying to have kids and that was really stressful and we both dealt with it in, in different ways. And, you know, we ended up having success and we have our children, we have twins and, and we ended up in couples therapy when, you know, our kids were a couple years old, I think, and just all the, the changes and the stressors we'd been together a long time. But, you know, I think the way that we dealt with it in different ways and the way I was mm -hmm. feeling and just everything I went through, it was my body. And, you know, we, we support each other the best we could through that. But it was really hard and there wasn't a lot of supports um, because of the just the stress at the time, you know, going on. So yeah. that's another thing I'm passionate about is supporting people through that. Yeah. I think it's hard too because it's like, uh, you know, when these things do come up for, for you as an individual, you as a couple, life keeps trucking. You know, right. it's like you still have to be, you know, you're doing your job, raising your kids, doing all these things. And then these sideswipe 
things come in and it's just like, it's hard to, to even have the ability to step back and be like, oh my gosh, like this is something we need help with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so let's, let's go into that solution place. And, and, and a lot of that is, is education, I think, around this topic, because I don't think a lot of people know exactly, you know, what do you do to go back and deal with, you know, complicated events from your past? Like, how are people treating this now, Robin? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's so many different ways of treating trauma and understanding it, you know, but what we know now is that, and we've known for a long time, but it's just now getting more, again, you know, because of research mm -hmm. and being more available to lay people about the brain and trauma and the body is that the topic of this talk is about embodied healing too, and that we have to, we have to access the body to heal, mm -hmm. especially when there's traumas that happen to our body, I mean, it, because that affects us and our sense of self and safety and how we regulate in our nervous system and all and how we respond, you know, for responding from that reactive place that that's, you know, our nervous system just going at, you know, we don't always have control. We don't have that, that frontal lobe going um, right. on at that point. So we need to have the brain involved, but we have to have the body. So there's um, different types of therapies that you can do, different types of healing that you can do that are called bottom-up modalities versus top-down. So bottom-up meaning like the bottom of your brain is is that reptilian brain, our oldest right. part of the brain that does the fight, flight, or freeze and reaction. And, and so we have to get to that place, not the top place, which is just talking about it, intellectualizing and analyzing, which a lot of people right. get kind of caught up in. But we have to have the bottom-up stuff, which is includes, um, you know, EMDR, somatic experiencing, sensory motor movement, dance movement therapy, nature, spirituality, art, music, anything that gets you into your body and out of your head mm -hmm. and really kind of working with the trauma that's stored in the body because the body does not lie. That's Martha Graham says that. And mm -hmm. that, you know, it it stores stuff and it gets stuck. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get it out, and that's why exercise and movement feels mm -hmm. so good and, and being healthy when we move, we can feel more alive and connected to ourselves and our yeah. sense of joy. Then we have the top down, which is the cognitive behavioral therapy, DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, psychodynamic understanding, you know, the educational part. And then sometimes people, you know, have a hard time doing this work on a weekly basis and need a more intensive program like a residential treatment center right. or an, an outpatient program where they're in groups and individual mm. therapy. Being with people who also are survivors of different kinds of traumas is very healing. Yeah, just to feel that supportive community and... Yeah, I mean, I think we've definitely seen a lot of you know, we're a couples counseling center, so that's why people come in, but they come in for couples counseling and then one or both of the people recognizes like, wow, they have this thing from the past they haven't really totally dealt with in a in a healthy way. They go out and they do individual counseling in these one of these modalities that you're talking about, mm -hmm. and then they come back and it's amazing. Like we see yeah. amazing things with couples like coming back together, being able to talk about things in really healthy ways. So much less reactivity. Yeah, empathy. More right? calmness yeah. in the body. Yeah, it's wow. learning those self-regulation tools that help you and just getting to learn how to breathe and mm. just pause and take a breath and be more grounded and centered in your body is like golden. 
Yeah. That's the amazing thing. I'm just like always amazed. Like our body, once we really get in tune to it and try to quiet it down, like it does so much. It's just an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and the word embodiment is really a beautiful word. I love it. It's just yeah. how is your body involved in healing? Like it's a deeper connection to yourself and being in your body. And that that in turn helps you be more intimate and vulnerable with others, which That's is huge. what we talk about all the time right. with, in relationships. Like, But you have to be in tune with yourself and love yourself to, to be able to right. open yourself to another. To have that space, open heart, we call it. Mm. Yeah. There's many times in um, my individual sessions where emotional catharsis will start happening and the person literally stops breathing. Mm. And I'm like, you have to remember to breathe. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. like they don't even, re- and, and when we don't breathe, right, our body reacts in a chemical way to that and then fight, flight, feet. And so right. it's like just breathing is significant. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm glad you used the word cathartic, Tara, because People think that you have to have this like cathartic release to to release trauma. And yes, it's that's helpful, but that's not what we do anymore. That was like something in, mm. you know, back in the day with like beating batakas <laughs> and like scream yeah. therapy, all that stuff. <laughs> it can be very subtle, very subtle movements, very micro healing that doesn't have to be on this huge level to to change your body and, yeah. and how you react. I think that's like, that's an extremely important thing to get across to people is because I think that that belief that you only heal through big cathartic moments right. also keeps people from going and getting treatment because they're like, I, they're, they're, they're terrified. They're scared. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fall to pieces no, and then have you. to rebuild myself. But I, I think you're 100% right there is that the sustainable changes people make are oftentimes very, very yeah. subtle, you know. Talking about the modalities, I forgot to mention mindfulness and meditation yes. and yoga and and all of those kinds of things. That that's the bottom up type of healing that um, helps integrate the body, mind, spirit, and mm-hmm. that's really important. Yeah. Well, gosh, this was. I mean, this was like sort of. It feels like a launching point to to more talks with you, hopefully, Robin, because yeah. I think this is. I think it is important for people to know that most people are affected on some level by complicated events in their life that they haven't quite made sense of. And your relationship oftentimes sort of like brings those complications up to the surface. And instead of focusing on your, your partners just being kind of like difficult, looking through it of like, Hey, this is just bringing up each of our areas of growth, our Mm -hmm. areas of, of healing and, and how do we use our relationship and then support each other in mm. individual growth? Absolutely. And so hopefully we can come back and talk about this. Again. I know. I think we could have a podcast on like every different type of modality for trauma. Yeah. yeah. EMDR, dance movement. I did want to say it is trauma work, right? There's a lot of support out there. There's help out there, but it is just, it's freedom. Like you gain freedom to be who you need to be for you, for your family, for your partner, most importantly for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Robin. Thank you. Yeah, this has been fun. It has been a lot of fun. We're just, again, so grateful that you are here at our center to help with couples and the trauma work and the dance movement therapy, which, again, I really want to have a podcast about that because it's super cool. Um, Would you like to send us off? Sure. Let's see. So I think the other day I was listening to – a really great Bob Marley song, and I looked up the um, lyrics on it. So I'll, I guess I'll just leave us with that. I have it here. 
He says, uh, forget your troubles and dance. Forget your sorrows and dance. Forget your sickness and dance. Forget your weakness and dance. Of course, he says it much better than me <laughs> in his song. Um, but I wouldn't want to butcher the, yeah. the song. So yeah, just move your body. Just you know, get it out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got the chills you. during that. I know, me too. I have all goosebumps. Right. Well, thank you guys all. It's always uh, glad to have you here listening to us. Thank and you for we're listening. always open to getting any feedback or ideas for uh, future podcasts. Absolutely. We have some really exciting interviews coming up in the, in we the weeks do. to come. Uh, and so if you want to reach out, our social media handles are at he said, she said couples is our Instagram at he said, she said counseling is our Facebook. And you can always just email us at info at he said, she said counseling.com. He said, she said, they said, he, he said. said. There you go. <laughs> All, right. All right. You guys take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Singing on the train, me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.